Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. Welcome to another episode of the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music between 1974 and 1999. I am Uncle Greg. Of course, we have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Or the Rockter. The it's Rockter, terrible that's when right. I'm suggesting my own, you know, brand demotion. name. Demotion. Yeah, <laughs> demotion. Yeah, it, it is kind of a demotion. I did nothing for this. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Look, you took time to listen to all this music. You recall it, and you're really good at it. Wow. So you did all that. Okay. And then, of course, we have the ambassador of love, Bueno. That's me, but bigger than a terabyte, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger than a terabyte. What the hell do you mean? I'm just saying. He's got such music knowledge. That's okay. Now I get it. My bark is worse than my terabyte. Yeah. (laughs) Disco laser. Pew, pew, pew. Gotcha. Well, Brett, what music did you listen to this week? What was your main songs that you listened to this week? You mean outside of the show? Outside of the show. Outside of the show. Or it could be inside I, the show. Well, it could. I, so I obviously, I listened to a lot of 12-inch singles. Okay, we And remixes we and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I, I also listened to the uh, C88 box set from Cherry Red Records. British indie music from 1988. Cool. And it's fabulous. And Buena, what did you listen to this week? A little bit of everything, actually. I was bouncing around from a couple different radio stations, actually. Um, one down in, a couple down in San Diego, and uh, actually one in Los Angeles. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and you, Gregory? Well, I kind of went down the, uh, I guess, black hole of Sarah McLaughlin, Tori Amos, uh, Daisy Gray is this new artist that I see on YouTube all the time since we did our uh, songs, you know, from uh, the top artists between 95 and 99. That got yeah. me into the Sarah McLaughlin mood. And I think I just overdosed on her music for days and days. And then, of course, that again took me to Tori Amos and then Daisy Gray. And then now all the suggestions coming up on YouTube are all these female artists kind of sullen um, type songs. But I think that's my black hole i went into this week and along with the 12 inch remixes to find my favorite and you climbed out huh climbed out well you know by friday i was like okay i gotta listen to something else something a little happier you know because remember i was talking a few weeks ago going down into the rat hole so then i started playing uh you know started playing a a lot of different stuff (laughs) but more (laughs) happier and poppy (laughs) yeah Yeah, a few weeks ago talking about that yep i do and of course this week what we're looking at is the top five 12 inch single remixes or not remixes but everybody remembers these 12 inch singles i am going to tell you right now this is not my forte i was never a big proponent of the remixes and that's because growing up in phoenix in the 80s we had kzzp the number one hit music station and every saturday night they would have the dance remixes and it takes some of your favorite songs and they make them suck 
or they take songs that are okay and they make them really suck because they would get into like this Max Hedrum type thing. And I was talking earlier about Falco and Rock Me Amadeus. I was listening to the 12-inch single. And some of these 12 inch singles, they're just horrendous. Like, rock me, Amadeus, rock me, Amadeus, rock me, rock, 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 me, Amadeus. Yeah. And then it's, uh, 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 23 minutes. Yeah, for like two minutes, and you're going, okay, this sucks. So sometimes these 12 inch singles, I'm not a big fan of, but I did pick five that I am a fan of, and hopefully I'll find more by listening to your picks. I bet you pick some Duran Duran. I'm in kind of the same boat as you, Greg. At its worst, the 12-inch single, it does what? It takes a perfectly good song, and it bloats it up by either repeating instrumental passages, adding dance beats in places where they don't really serve the song well. And you guys remember the 12-inch singles and then like the, the CD variant, the CD maxi single, where it was version after version of the same song. And sometimes... The choices are just really bizarre. Like, I'll, I'll use an example as I was going through uh, the 12-inch singles. One of my favorite pop songs of the mid-'80s is Strawberry Switchblades Since Yesterday. I'm like, oh, there is a 12-inch remix. Awesome. So I listened to it, and throughout the whole song, there's these inexplicable clarinet solos. I kid you not. <laughs> it is a clarinet going throughout the song. I'm like, Why? But I will say at its best, which I think is what we're probably all going to talk about today, it's a sublime extension of the artist or maybe the remix or whoever's creativity. So a perfect example, uh, a guy that had an incredible amount of great 12-inch singles, but I didn't pick them, so there's no spoiler alerts, is Prince. If you listen to his 12-inch singles, it's like going into the folds and crevices of his genius and it's it's pretty cool yeah, I agree. give us one song that we should listen to to see what you're saying well little red corvette yeah. there's a really good uh german dance remix and then there's another one that's just kind of weird if you have the time it's uh it's 20 minutes of the song america okay cool i was different man yeah. uh you know when i was chasing blade around in the 80s and stuff i, I want to see what he's got in his his pile there you know, let me see what you got in those 12 inches and stuff. Let's, let's see what you got. I mean, I used to bug him. And How did he see... take that? Yeah, he took it good. <laughs> you can't ask a guy to see his 12 inches. 12 inch records. <laughs> <Lightly>. <laughs> he knew what I was talking about. So, oh, already yeah. hitting the I, I know. Uh, here know, we are. Here Thank we you, just Brett. bumped right off of that. Boom. Yeah. The rock star. <laughs> Turn your head and cough. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of what I used to do, and and I actually love the twelve inch singles because the reason behind it is, like I said, uh, a lot of different things that you hear, and, and like you know all the different ones that you were talking about, Brett. Like I was, I found one. I don't, didn't write it down, but there was like seven or eight different versions of this one that I saw. Now one was like you know the Tiddlywinks version, the Checkers version. I mean, it was a little <laughs> bit all these different. I mean, stupid things. I mean, really was, but uh, I enjoy the twelve inch singles. Well, you oh, know yeah. who else enjoys 12-inch singles? Our listener who chose the topic for us. It was our very first listener's choice. And it was Paige Rockwell, very devoted listener. Thank you, Paige. Yes, Paige. And she actually gave us her top five 12-inch singles, which I will read because I can almost guarantee that none of us picked any of these. So she picked X Blue Spark, The Sisters of Mercy Emma, 
The Motel's Mission of Mercy, Suburban Lawn's Gidget Goes to Hell, and Devo, That's Good. I knew she was going to pick that one, and and That's Good has to do with me because of my last name. I can tell you that right now. Really? Yeah. So um, I started with 87, then I got it down to 13, and of course I got it down to 5. So... Every one that I picked were actually 45 RPMs, not 12-inch, 33 and a thirds. And when I started my research, I stuck with that 45 speed. And uh, I, like I mentioned, I found 70, 70, or 87 and saw some pretty cool 33 and a thirds. But, man, that would have added over 100 more. So I feel pretty good about my picks. You know what I'm saying, guys? OCD. Not a uh-huh. problem for Buena. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> so how do you get lads feel about you want to take a chance with me? We do. All right. Yeah. Take so it off. Please. All What's right. Your number five. Now, I love the start of this song. Uh, this uh, this song is number five, the Roxy music. Take a chance with me. So love the start. This kind of song it suspends you in the first minute. And then, God dang, Fairy sticks his voice in there and just uh, completely turns everything around. And there's a guy named Fonzie Thornton on the backing vocals. Beautiful. I mean, hey. yeah, piece of work, man. And uh, since we're doing singles, okay, I want to give a visual. So I'm sliding my chair over, and I need to flip over this record to drop the needle down to the side B is the dance mix of the main thing. Plus, we got Fonzie again also on this record. So take a chance with me, a remix version from the album track. And the main thing, the B-side reached uk top 30 and it was roxy music's last uk hit single to date so like i said brian's voice is very haunting but beautiful and together and it's made it for a beautiful b-side too hit number 26 in the uk 32 in canada 68 in germany 20 on the dutch charts and 104 in the u.s i was lost. And of course, it was released on the Avalon album. And the country that released this was the Netherlands. Hey, how about that? September of 1982. And that's my number five, top five, 12 in singles, Roxy Music. Take a chance on me. The flip side, the main thing. Good choice. Yeah, that one's actually interesting, that version of Take a Chance with Me, right? Because it's it's kind of counter to what most 12 inches are where they extend the track. They actually edit the album track, correct? Yeah, it's like 345 compared to like 432, actually, I think it was for the the original single. So How quietly wow. subversive Roxy was. Mm-hmm. A curveball. And that's what they mm-hmm. threw at us with that. All right. Yeah, yeah. But the dance mix for the main thing is 743, though. That's really good, actually. It's a good mix. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, meet in the middle, 12 inch, Uncle Greg. <laughs> I don't know if I like meet in the middle, 12 inch, all in the same sentence, and then Uncle Greg, but I'll take it. I am the meet in the middle this week, but uh, 
The song kicking off my list of my favorite 12-inch singles is a song and a band that I have loved since I first saw them on MTV so many moons ago. ABC, Look of Love. Now, this song has made it onto a past list, but a remix should be different without being unrecognizable. Now, if you're mixing a 12-inch single remix, you got to use the hook as the foundation, and this version expands the songs in interesting ways without losing its magic. For me, that's what a remix should do. Um, some remixes, we talked about this just a few moments ago, can be so annoying. But uh, I love this song, Look of Love. Love ABC. I have for a very long time. And just a side note, Trevor Horn produced the U.S. 12-inch remix. Of course, Trevor Horn from the Buggles, uh, very first band to be on MTV so many moons ago. But so if Trevor Horn's involved and ABC's involved, it uh, it can't be bad. So I'm picking uh, ABC, Look of Love, number five this week. Sir. Those strings. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. So silky and silky. I just remember seeing that video. It was just yeah. so different. And God, the song was great. And then after that, you know. Millionaire uh, and Poison yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Poison Arrow, yeah, was after that. Yeah. And then uh, How to Be a Millionaire came out in 85. Or Vanity Near Me. Yeah. Right. Now, see, Be Near Me, uh, not big on really? that. Really? Yeah. No, I was never huh. big one on that one. Yeah. I love but, that. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Brett, what's your number five All this right. week? Well, my number five pick this week is a 1982 track that was a re-recorded version of a 1981 indie single called Cold Spell Ahead. After signing the Epic Records label imprint Some Bizarre, Matt Johnson's project The The retooled the song as Uncertain Smile. This 12-inch single predated the 1983 album version on Soul Mining by a good year and has significant differences as a result. While the album track is a lengthy, nearly seven minutes, the 12-inch single stretches the song out to a whopping 10 minutes. And that crazy percolating sound, whatever it is, a synth, a xylophone, I don't really know what it is, uh, that the album track fades up into is actually given a full intro on the 12-inch, and it recurs throughout the song. The pro and the con of the earlier version is that arguably the most defining part of the album track, which is that insanely virtuosic one take three minute piano solo by bueno oh that's gotta be um oh it's not by bueno sorry i'll let you off the hook jules holland yeah thank you exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's actually not present on the 12 inch version because it wasn't recorded yet but instead features a flute and saxophone so you get a little something different even though you know darn well, though, it's not there, your ears keep waiting for Jules's piano to pop up. But again, it does have a different flair. And of course, the underlying song in any setting is brilliant. It's a mix of sophisticated pop, jangling guitars, and synth-driven post-punk. And that great line. Just for today, I think I'll lie here and dream of you. I've got you under my skin where the Sweat pours out, just shouts, 
uncertain emotions force an uncertain smile. I've got you under my skin where the rain can't get in. But if the sweat pours out, just shout. I'll try to swim and pull you out. That's simply beautiful. And that's my number five, The Thus Uncertain Smile. 12 inch remix. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Fuego. Sorry, I was just kind of lost on an opportunity there for a minute when during your whole your whole spiel there. Yeah. So since you both have taken a chance with me, how about an opportunity? How about it? Pet Shop Boys? Say, yes, Let's sir. make lots of money. July 1st, 1985. Oh, this song. Love it, man. So according to Mr. Neil Tennant, of course... He went up to Chris and said, hey, make up a lyric about let's make lots of money. That's how this song came about. So, excuse me again, I need to slide my chair over to flip to side B. And this flip side of the opportunities is the night extended. In the night extended, this is a dance mix of the opportunities and the reason that's why it landed at my number four. And, of course, it hit number 23 and number 100 and of course, our favorite country, because this, this single itself was also released as a 12-inch 45 RPM maxi single in the Netherlands. Oh, <laughs> we make lots of money. Yes. And it's the dance mix, and the flip side is the extended version of In the Night. And this is an incredible song, and uh, really is six minutes and 49 seconds opportunities. This is one of those ones that doesn't go back and forth, back and forth, drives you crazy. So that's my number four top five 12-inch singles, Pet Shop Boys, Opportunities, Flipside Extended Version, In the Night. So who is it that has the brains and who is it that has the looks? The brains uh, was the singer. The looks was the keyboard guy. Okay. That's what I would say. Clearly. Yeah. But you remember when Pet Shop Boys first came on the scene, that West End Girls song, how it was everywhere. And then just one song after another after another. They toured a few years ago and they came through Phoenix and I didn't know about it until the night of the show and it was sold out. But I so want to go see the Pet Shop Boys. I would go domino dancing. Gosh, uh, God, there's just a, a, a line of hits and great songs. I'd love to see them live. It's a sin. Just wait until they get out with new order. On and on and on. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully soon. Damn. It will happen one day. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's a few artists that were going to go out in the last year or two who have now retired. And that's what we were talking. We talked about that in one of the prior episodes yeah. that it's getting to be like if this goes on well then maybe some of these guys will not be out touring ever again oh, and we're talking they're going to drop dead that could happen too I know, I know. we don't want thing. that no yeah. and then Adam Ant just cancelled his tour so uh, it doesn't look good for 2021 right now 
pew, well, pew, hopefully, pew, hopefully the back end. Remix. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the back end of the I'm, I'm with you, Brett. Let's let's stop bringing this party down, man. All right, my number four, my next pick. It's because of the percussion. Talk about a bass player in the pocket with the drummer. This band has it all, and this remix is called that Fatal Extended Kiss. Now the remix should give Duran Duran another Bond theme song. A View to a Kill is the most successful Bond theme song till till today after being released 35, going on 36 years ago in May, if you can believe that. Brett, you're getting old. It was the last number one chart-topping hit and for what Duran am I, Duran. Ancient? I gotta be ancient then. Hmm. <laughs> well, what's, what's the word? What's a good word for bueno? Well, just let's let's put it this in Bond terms. Oh. You know, we're like Sean Connery. Oh, you're no. Roger Moore. No, we would no, we would be Roger Moore. He'd oh, be Sean he? Connery. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Who I could have sworn when when he was first announced as Bond, I told my wife, what a weird choice that they got Balky to be Bond. I got him confused with Bronson Pinchot. Oh no! <laughs> you were young at the time. Uh huh. But Roger Moore is my Bond. That's for sure. That is true. I've yeah. always thought, yeah, he's, Roger Moore was the greatest. I'll shake yeah. not stirred. I'll yeah. go with Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Oh, there you go. So that's how you can tell us apart: Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Balky. And Balky. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but let's get back to that fatal extended kiss remix. A little over eight minutes. Definitely worth the ride. And with this remix, along with beer and Duran Duran, it's proof that God really does love us. chance make sure and listen to duran duran's remix of a view to a kill it's my number four this week love it how about rio that remix those are good too and you know the reflex but it's one of those annoying things because they start going the reflex and then two minutes later you're going i get it okay can we transition somewhere thank you you know it was 40 years ago uh Yes, Ooh, I know what wow. you're going to say. we got to do yeah. a show on that at some point because it will yeah. be 40 years for Duran Duran. They plan on going on tour the second half of 2021. It will be 40 years when they re- release their first single, Planet sure. Earth, my favorite song from the band. I love it, of course. Heavy band. Well, mm. well isn't, isn't this a predicament? <laughs> What's the predicament? Uh-oh. So, usually... I let you guys pick Duran Duran enough so that I don't have to. But for this week, my number four is... I know what it is. What do you think it is? Chauffeur. The Reflex. Oh, the the Reflex. Flex, 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 flex. 12-inch remix. Boo, boo, boo. In its six-minute and 36-minute... No, six-minute and 36-second dance mix. Yes. So, all right, but I'll tell you guys why. Because it's it's not necessarily my favorite Duran Duran song. But the reason why I picked The Reflex was because it was the first track 
uh, let's see, I was nine or 10 when it came out. And I remember recognizing that there was a different version of this song out there that wasn't the one that they played on the radio all the time. So it was really like my awareness of the 12 inch single. So the song, of course, was everywhere at the time, becoming Duran Duran's biggest hit, claiming the top spot on both sides of the pond, and most importantly, yes, in the Netherlands, where we love the reflex. The <laughs> reflex, flex, 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 wee, 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 wee. It was all over the radio, video channels, and at California Skate, the roller rink in Riverside that was a frequent hangout. It was at California Skate that I first recall hearing the 12-inch dance mix of the Reflex, and one of the girls in my class just went nuts for it. With all of the stuttering Fairlight vocal samples, sleek synth horns, and dance rhythms, of course me being the contrarian that I am, I remember arguing with this poor girl that the song was an atrocity and that it threatened to undo all of the good that the Beatles had done for music. You see, in those days, I felt that at least as far as the image that I portrayed to other, that it had to be one or the other. I couldn't betray my love for pure rock and roll of the 60s if I embraced this hip, new, technologically savvy music of the 80s. Yeah, I was young and it, it sounds stupid now, but secretly, I loved the reflex. It was one of those songs that just sounded so now, so cool, and so alien to my mainly oldies loving ears. Now, again, I think there are plenty of better songs in Duran Duran's catalog, but as a 12-inch mix, its best elements are put on display, showing the band firing on all cylinders. So as usual, John Taylor's slinky bass line, which I know Uncle Greg loves, buoys the track, Andy Taylor's staccato guitar bridges the chic disco sound, with the new wave, Nick Rhodes' keys gives it a distinct 1984 shine. And after all the vocal manipulations that Greg mentioned, Simon's chorus is the big payoff. It is a great chorus. And huge credit, of course, goes to Niall Rogers of Chic himself for his remix work. Of course, a natural fit since the band cribbed more than a little from his sound. And Roger Taylor, I think he's playing the drums underneath the layers of digital percussion. He could be. I don't know. So, pew, 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 number four, Duran Duran, the Reflex 12-inch remix. Ah, I love it. Thank Sorry, you. I bagged on it right before you announced it. That's uh-huh. okay. No, that, what a perfect segue. I love it too, I love it too but segue. I don't know. The, it's just like I said, it's that annoying, like the Max Headroom type stuff where it's like, ka, 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 ka. Oh, yeah, that to me remixes. is like uh, Art of Noise close to the edit. Uh, yellow, oh yeah, that's like Max Headroom, like annoying music to me. Yellow, though, that was pretty good, though. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. oh, boom, 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 one, one step why. below Mexican radio, I'll tell you. That. <laughs> oh my gosh, but I'll let you know the guy in yellow who did that, there was two guys, right? Yep, if we recall, one of the guys took his money and he bought um, rail lines in Germany. And the guy's like a multi, multi-millionaire now. So he wasn't one of those guys who did drugs and wasted his cash from his, you know, flash of fame back in the his 80s. One-hit wonder? Yeah. Well, they had probably had a little more than one. They had a few instrumentals there. But then he took that money and invested. And now he's... Drugs be- could have made the song better. Maybe. Maybe for the listener. I don't know about the maker. <laughs> but the listener, maybe. 
Okay. All right. It's the only Three Lads podcast. And let me just say this. Thank you once again for joining us, going to our Facebook page, liking us, hitting notifications, because we have now been doing this for a year. For a year. It's our year anniversary. Yeah. And we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for making this what it is. Uh, We love doing this and talking about music. I've learned so much from Brett and Bueno and from Dr. Don, from Paige, from everybody. It's so much fun. And if you have your top five 12-inch single remixes or singles, you can go to our Facebook page, give us your five, and maybe we'll talk about it next week once again. Yeah, and you know, you just don't have to throw your top five on there. You could put whatever you want on there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Again, Bueno comes up with something that he is total innocent, but it sounds pretty creepy. <laughs> He's hitting a thousand. He's batting a thousand for this episode. All right, we've gone through our number five and our number four, so stick around. We'll tell you our number three 12-inch remix after this. You better believe we are. Gosh, we love the O3L community. Listener Jeff Pierce wrote us a very nice review that says, The thing I like most about O3L is that with every podcast, I get to reminisce on old stuff I already know, but also get to learn new things I haven't heard before. Brett Bueno and Uncle Greg are a triple threat of musical knowledge. Three cool guys covering the coolest music from 1974 to 1999. As a music fan, this is just like heaven. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you. You can be a part of the O3L community, too, at Facebook.com slash Only3Lads. Now back to the show. We are back here at the Only Three Lads pod, Only Three Lads podcast. What did I almost say? Uh, no, that, that's go. what it is. Yeah. Yes, that's I, who we are. Uh, my brain was trying, it was transitioning into something to, you know. To a 12-inch single. Right, and to go a little bit further, and then I stopped. <laughs> I, I knew I said it correctly, but then I questioned myself, and that's where I kind of fumbled up a little bit. Wow, that makes you question yourself? Oh, that's one of the many things, yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Young man with anger issues, Brett. That's right. <laughs> I, I still have mine. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> but we are taking a look at the golden age of alternative music, doing this once again this week for you, our top five 12-inch remix singles. And there was a bunch of them. Like, did you guys, I know you guys are both record store aficionados. Did you oh, guys yeah. go out and, like, you know, find these 12 inches? And what was your favorite one? You don't really look for them? I didn't really look for them. Probably the only artists where I really collected the 12-inch singles were, like, anything Beatle-related. So, you know, Paul McCartney released quite a few in the 80s. And uh, Elvis Costello had quite a few. Bueno? Yeah, no, mine was probably uh, more like Duran Duran and actually New Order, Blue Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. I was going to pick that one, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I just got didn't. kind of hot onto their 12-inch singles there for probably about 10 years ago. I was yeah. collecting them. It'll be a darn shame if somebody doesn't pick New Order. Yeah, I, I know somebody's going to pick New Order. Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, well, I know you're up with your number Monday. three right now. Let's well, see if mine, you picked New Order. New Order? Uh, no, but my song was recorded in part of efforts to raise awareness of Australia's stolen uh, generations the forcible removal of Australian Aborigine children from their families between 1909 and 1970. And that leads me to my number three, Midnight Oil, The Dead Heart.
12 inch, 45 RPM, released August 1988, uh, country of origin, the Netherlands. This song reached number four in Australia, number 40 in the Netherlands, and number 14 in New Zealand. Love this song in the top five of all time with Peter Garrett and Midnight Oil. And of course, he's very political, and I love this guy's voice, his dancing style. It puts him in a company all by himself, and this is the extended version. It's like six minutes and seven seconds, and then flipping that baby over to side B, drop the needle down and you run into a song that hardly anybody's ever even heard i bet kaziosko and this really is one of my top five favorite midnight oil songs it was never never released as a single but was on the red sales and the sunset album and another deep cut that uh, doesn't get much attention these days so it's a great song love it and uh there was another song called i think it's huya w-h-o-a-h however you would pronounce that and that's also on the B-side. So uh, that's my number three top five 12-inch singles. Midnight Oil with Dead Heart, extended version, flipside Kosciuszko. And actually, this song actually also hit number 14 in New Zealand, number four in Australia, and dropped at number 40 in the Netherlands. Hoo-yah! Hoo-yah. If we ever make it big with this podcast, we have to go to the Netherlands. We'll oh, go podcast it. from there just one time. Yeah. Yes, please. We'll find a club. Broadcasting from the red light district. <laughs> yes. Yep. And we'll have apple bongs going off in the background. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Apple bongs for all of Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. Okay. We will go hang out by the dikes and uh, have our apple bongs. All right. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> it's there. It's, it's there. A, they're windmills. <laughs> I, I believe. I think they're windmills. <laughs> the... <laughs> what are what are dikes, Greg? <laughs> um, aren't they the things that kind of like uh, hills that so, keep so water you put in your one finger place? in? <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe. I thought they were windmills. Okay. All right. Homer, <laughs> I thought it was something you put your finger are. in. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll oh. look it up, Greg, while you give your number three. Yeah. Bueno, again, taking it to that creepy level. Um, the song that lands at number three on my list for the top five 12-inch singles is a song that still sounds great today, maybe even better than when it was first released 24 years ago. Uh, it still sounds current. But legal problems with the song kind of killed the band. Now, I don't care how long the version of the Verve's Bittersweet Symphony is, I've got to listen to it. I remember when I first started playing the song on the radio back in 1997 on 106.3 The Edge, the phones would always light up. And the great thing about Bittersweet Symphony, besides the song itself, uh, just everything about it, the video was great too. But you can always talk it up and hit the post. And as a DJ, especially an old school DJ that where you were live, that was like the biggest thing, hitting the post, where you can give your information, talk about stuff, and then smack that post. God, you felt like a million bucks. And you can always do it with Bittersweet Symphony.
and uh, <laughs> minds are back in the gutter. Please pay no attention to Brett or Bueno right now. But um, I just love the song, and I don't care how long it is. 12 inches, <laughs> 8 minutes, whatever. I got to listen to the Verve Bittersweet Symphony, my number three song this week of 12-inch singles. That's an awesome smack one. smacking that post, huh? Yep. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because like if you were like a DJ, I'm saying, and like you're live when it was always live, and you could hit that post. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like yes. when you talk no, up the we, song, it's either do. you hit the vocal or you, yeah. Yep. So when you hit the dike with the post. <laughs> and your finger in there. And your finger is in the dike. Um, Yikes! Just, just, <laughs> you, well, you may get arrested, but it's still, it's a great feeling. Also, when you're able to hit the song right at the post, that's always a lot of fun too. Well, I gotta, I gotta give a visual now because do you guys ever remember the cartoons back in the day where you see this guy, like say, uh, there's this like wall in front of him and stuff. All of a sudden, yes. the wall starts yes. leaking. He puts his finger in. Yeah, the, he's trying to, pl- he's trying to plug it up, and it keeps coming out of other yeah, holes. That's and, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. So there yes. we go. Yes, okay. right. I got it right away. Okay, just so, want to make sure. A, a dike has water only on one side. A dam has water on both sides, just so you guys know. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, so I'm going to smack that post with number three. <laughs> My number three pick comes from a cult hero and pioneer in both art punk and synth pop. It is John Fox and his mesmerizing 12-inch single, Endlessly. As the singer and songwriter behind Ultravox's first three albums, Fox proved himself to be an influential and eclectic force who could seamlessly blend... Bowie-esque art rock archness with the immediacy of punk rock, the experimentation of electronic music, and elements of glam, reggae, and whatever else he wanted to do. After leaving the band after their Systems of Romance album, he continued to carry out his mission with his first three solo albums that were arguably even better than his work with Ultravox, 1980's Metamatic, 1981's The Garden, and 1983's The Golden Section. And seriously, if you have never checked out these albums, it is time to do so. It's from the latter album, The Golden Section, that endlessly is drawn. The song's seven-inch mix is three and a half minutes long, and it's a great song any way you slice it, but you would think that this would be the most commercial version. Instead, it touches upon 60s beatle psychedelia with Eastern-tinged riffing and phase vocals. It's wonderful, but it sounds a little out of step with the times, kind of like Robin Hitchcock a little bit to me. The 12-inch, however, is glorious. It's nearly eight minutes of pure 80s danceable synth pop euphoria. Frankly, one of the most perfect products of the subgenre. The arrangement is far less fussy than its seven inch counterpart, and it just lets that beautiful melody shine. It's an underrated, understated, and utterly essential gem, and it's my number three, John Fox, Endlessly. Nice pick. Thank you. Bueno! Are we on our number twos? We're on our number twos. Drop a deuce. Just with number two. All right, so uh, my number two was released on July 27th, 1981, off the Dare album. And there was copies of this that was mispressed. So um, 
but my number two is the Human League Love Action. I believe in love. But some way, somehow, somebody really messed up and they pressed out some orchestral maneuvers in the dark souvenir as the A side. So, Brett, do you have this one in stock somewhere? No. Oh, interesting. Well, it's pretty rare if you ever find it. So some of the boys and girls back in the 80s have very difficult thinking how to make noise thanks to Kraftwerk and Yoko Ono. And check this one out. So one of the most notable synth sounds on this recording makes the use of a pitch-to-voltage converter and envelope sharper on the Roland, Roland System 700 modular synth. The guitar strumming was fed into the synth and used to shape the trigger sounds, producing an unusual choppy strumming synth patch. Crazy how they were coming up with this stuff back in the 80s. Love Action, this is a 10-minute version of this. 12-inch, 45 RPM, uh, produced in the country of Netherlands again. This song contains another cryptic reference in the lyric, I believe what the old man said. Oakley speaking in 1982 said, no one ever asked me who the old man is. So do you guys know who he's talking about? Who's the old man? The guy down the road? Henny Youngman. Lou Reed. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. So that is my number two for this week. Top five 12-inch singles. The Human League. Love action. I believe in love. And hard times. And the flip side, it's the same. But it's an instrumental. wasn't that old then i know come on he was like 35 he was ancient yeah back then (laughs) (laughs) they were like in their 20s (laughs) all right well my 12 entry mix coming in at number two this week kind of a crossover with Paige, who gave us this idea to do our top five 12 inch single remixes now um it was back in 1992 This band was fighting with their record label, so they decided to compile some early recordings and reissue them on an album called Some Girls Wander by Mistake. Sisters of Mercy also decided to re-record a song that they released first in 1984 called Temple of Love. The song became their biggest hit, topping at number three on the UK charts in 1992. Uh, I just love Sisters of Mercy, always have. I just It's like a train that just keeps on driving their music. Really, really, uh, some of my favorite out there, especially with drums and bass and all that stuff. And this 12-inch single takes me back to the Atomic Cafe. Were you guys here in Phoenix when we had yep. the Atomic Cafe? Christopher the Minister and Randall, they also hosted the Noisy Donut Shop on 106.3 The Edge. And uh, this is where it takes me back to, and that was some of my favorite times ever uh, because the Atomic Cafe... It was. It had freaks, ex-cons, new dancers, the homeless, frat boys, the unemployed. Uh, it just had a, a plethora of everybody in there. Everyone was getting along, and you were introduced to real alternative music at the Atomic Cafe.
and that's where Sister of Mercies, it takes me when I hear this song. So that's why I picked number two, Temple of Love, Sister of Mercy this week for my 12-inch single remixes. Hell, even they got along with Bueno even in there. Everybody. I mean, it was like one of the greatest. And then I knew Randall. Randall, they shut down the Atomic Cafe like back in 98. Then he moved to Austin and opened one there. And then he passed away there. Some people said it was suicide. Some said it was a murder. It was this whole thing. It was was horrible. Um, But the Noisy Donut Shop, if you guys ever get a chance to look that up, and Christopher the Minister on Facebook, uh, talk about a guy who's been around and knows his music and is just so credible. And if, uh, I, you know, Bueno, if you remember the Noisy Donut Shop, oh, yeah. that's where you hear like a lot of industrial and ministry and all this other stuff on the station on Sunday nights. It was great. Great. I remember. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, that's all I listened to from 90, what, 3 to 99. How did I even know that I'd run into Uncle Greg and probably <laughs> called you on the phone and probably harassed you probably. For all those six years and didn't even put two and two together? Who would have so. known? Uh-huh. It's Pretty a small fun. world after all. Pretty funny stuff. Yep. Do, 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 do. Little, little Disneyland. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> we don't now either. <laughs> no, if we can get no. into the park, there's no lines. There's no lines yeah. anywhere. Let's sneak in. There's also a pair of handcuffs in your How future. about the guy that just snuck into a... Oh, gosh. What, what's uh, the girl's... Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I'm getting old here. Sorry, guys. On Three's Company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. The she guy was doing a podcast or something or something yeah. online, and then some guy like broke into her house. Like at 40 minutes into her podcast or something, and she's just like, was, what the? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who's yeah. that dude behind you, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta watch uh, my back. Yeah. Cool. So are What's we your number, two? number ones or number twos? No, we we're, two. at my, we're at my number two. You know, you'd really think that from my list so far, all of which come from 1983 and 1984, that the golden era of 12-inch singles ended around that time. But not so. No way. So for number two, I'm going to go all the way to the end of the 03L era for a 1999 single. And it is the greatest hit by Norwegian singer Annie. For me and many others, Annie was a pivotal figure in teaching the hipster doofuses like me that dance pop didn't have to be a bad thing. She was one of the first pure pop singers that I remember being given the stamp of approval by the hipster doofuses themselves over at Pitchfork. And say what you want about the sad hipper than thou state of Pitchfork today, but back then it was an important outlet for indie rock fans to find new music. By the late 90s, I was so weary of the garbage on Top 40 radio that... It was just assumed that any chart hits were pure evil. So this was music that sounded like it could have been and should have been played on Top 40 radio, but was way too cool and 80s influenced to ever stand a chance. The greatest hit was Annie's first single and happened as a fluke when her producer boyfriend, the late, uh, it's Norwegian, so I'll probably butcher the name, but Erot, 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 I don't know. But he was looking for direction on a track he was working on. Annie played a Madonna's debut album from which he plucked a sample from Madge's 1982 single, Everybody, and had Annie sing over it. The result was something that was even better than the sum of its parts. An infectious, effervescent disco track that embodies the effortless cool of new wave and Euro pop. This is as perfect a late 90s track as I can think of, and the 12-inch extends the 7-inch single mix by more than 3 minutes, adding plenty of 
disco lasers. And you guys know by now how much I love disco lasers. Pew, 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 pew. continues to release music very sporadically with only three full-length albums in the last 20 years but she's always one to watch right up to last year's dark hearts which is still touched with sadness from the loss of erot see it's so so tragic that he he passed away in 2001 from a heart condition and yet i can't say his name but literally and figuratively he gave annie the greatest hit and it's my number two pick of this week awesome I'm going to have to listen to that. Yep. Yeah. I can't hear it in my head right now. Me either. Uh, you probably haven't. It was in no way a hit in the U.S. Sounds good, though. Sounds yeah. tasty. It's, it's really good. Really good. All right. Like we said earlier, we have gone over a year here on the Only Three Lads podcast, and that's because of you. So want to thank you for once again listening to the episode here this week as we take a look at the golden age of alternative music between 1974 and 1999. Don't forget, tell your friends when you see our postings on either Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Please share them so that other people can find out about the podcast and then maybe they could come and add something to all of us also. And don't forget, we're on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, the iHeartRadio app. And if you have one of those smart speakers, Brett, what do they have to say? Alexa! <laughs> I like doing that. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Alexa, play disco lasers. Pew! You can say that, or you can say... Oh, yeah. Or you can just say, Alexa, play only three lads. <laughs> Boy, it took a long time to get there, but we got there. Yeah, I did. We got it there. Did. All right. It's so... a 12-inch remix, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Our number one 12-inch single remix coming up after this. People have spoken. The Gang of Four 77-81 vinyl box set that was supposed to have been out in December 2020 has been rescheduled for March 12th. And those fans who are crying out for a CD release will be pleased to know that a CD version is on its way in April. The set contains both of the band's seminal albums released during that period, Entertainment and Solid Gold, as well as a collection of singles, a live set from 1980, a C90 cassette of rarities, and a hand-bound 100-page book. We are back here on the Only Three Lads podcast. I am Uncle Greg. We have the PhD of music or the Rockter. Either way. Brett Vargo. Either way. Either way. All right. And then the ambassador of love, Bueno. Well, you can call me whatever. Call me late for dinner, but don't call me at all. All right. Well, hey, whatever. I don't think that's Um, the same. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever. Um, Let's hear your number one. 12-inch single this week. My number one? Are you kidding me? Oh, could you guys have a guess? Could it have anything anything to do with love? It has to do with love? Yes, it has to do with love. Of course. Pulling muscles from the shell? From the shell? From the shell, 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 Love is like a rose. It's Bette Midler, isn't it? Yes, it's Bette Midler. Ding, 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 ding. Slave to love is my number one. 
first single released from Roxy Music singer Brian Ferry's 1985 Boys and Girls. That's it, man. I mean, spent nine weeks on the charts, peaked at number 10. Over two months later, he performed that at Live Aid. This is the highest placed song in the world for him in Norwegian singles chart. And this song is totally timeless. They've used it in commercials. It's 36 years old from a sixth studio album. That was actually Ferry's first and only number one solo album in the UK. This is a special 12-inch mix. Could you guess what country it came out of on April 28, 1985? Lads? I'm going to guess the Netherlands because you're fairly predictable this episode. Very predictable. Yes! It came out of the Netherlands. So, five five minutes, 56 seconds long. This is the list of the use this song has had in the media over the years. So, hang on. The song appears in Bitter Moon. Uh, exit to Eden, where Dana Delaney is carried out of a tub by her assistant. Also, Fire with Fire, the second season of Miami Vice, Happy Season 2, Episode 6, Nine and a Half Weeks, uh, the BBC Silent Witness in a Lonely P- Place, Part 2, TV show Posey, Season 1, Episode 2, Kingsman, The Secret Service, in a hallucination, a mouse performs this song in a FX show, Legion, Season 2, Episode 6. 51st Dates movie, Ferris Bueller. There's a poster above his bed, but the song never gets played. America Horror Story, Episode 6. And in Scrub Season 5, Episode My New God, While Turk Makes Carla Angry on Purpose. Don't touch the ground with a restless heart. With so much love, so no wonder its heart crash landed on my Healy pad as my number one top five 12-inch single, Brian Perry Slave to Love Special 12-inch Remax. And that is my number one, guys. I support that pick. Love yeah. it. You double fairied. Mm-hmm. I did double fairied. I going to say, Roxy Music, but that's a great band to have twice on a list. Oh. If you're going to have one. If you're going to have one. Yeah. That's what I was fighting with, actually, but... Uh, I'm glad I did it the way I did it, so there you go. Got to go with your heart, man. Yes, sir. What you got, Uncle Greg? Well, topping my list of the 12-inch single remixes is one that may fall in a gray area. Now, the song was released in 1982, and this reconstructed 12-inch remix may be recent, but the song falls into the Only Three Lads era, so if I do get the ah, I'll be okay, you'll be okay, we're all going to live. But... I listen to this song at least twice a week going to work because if you don't know what I do, I do radio news. Nothing makes you want to chew on the barrel of a gun like radio news and news if you think. So I have to do things to make sure that I am happy before I get there and then happy after I leave. And this song remix is fantastic. It has me always bopping like a lunatic. Vince Clark, Allison Moyette. Yaz, Yazoo, depending on which side of the Atlantic drink you're on, the remix of Don't Go. Oh, hey. 
Great vocals, genius music, proof that the 80s had some of the best music of all times. You've got to listen to this reconstruction, 12-inch remix of Yazoo's Don't Go. Um, it may, it makes me and it may make you flash back to your teen happiness when this song first came out or when you were at that teen club on you know, Saturday afternoon or on Thursday night dancing to Don't Go. But check it out. My number one this week, Yazoo, Don't Go. The Reconstructed Remix. Or is that the Red Onion in Woodland Hills or San Diego or... Great song. Yeah. Yeah. Red Onion, though, in Mission Beach. I do remember that. Yeah. That was like shooting fish in a barrel. You'd go there and be like, hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a pickup joint. Shooting fish in a barrel is not as easy as it sounds. Uh, It depends if you have a shotgun. Use a twenty-two. it's a little bit different, but if you got enough pellets... Like Buckshot, you're going to get a bunch. Yeah. Just saying. I live in Arizona. I know these things. Do you frequently shoot fish in a bucket? Never. I'm just saying. I just know the spread of the shotgun pellets, and you're going to be okay. I don't know if you could eat the fish after you do that, so it's just easier to take a spear, probably poke them. Yeah. I mean, lead poisoning never hurt anyone, except those that did. Uh, <laughs> am, am I up? Yes. Another sprinkle of of wisdom from Brett. And yes, give us Thank one you. more with your number one. All right. Yeah. Well, sometimes it just doesn't feel right to pick anything but a certain song or album for number one. Something that is so iconic and intertwined with the topic at hand. How could it be anything else? Well, except for what you guys picked. There's no other way. No, it's not. There's no other way. But this is another one that just makes sense. It's the one that is the best-selling 12-inch single of all time over the course of several releases. Although, as legend had it, they lost money on every copy. It's the one with the famous die-cut cover to make it look like a floppy disk on a medium that usually had either plain stock sleeves or something thrown together at the last minute. It's the one with the instantly recognizable opening trigger drum hits. That's right. If you haven't already (laughs) figured it out, it is... New Order's Blue Monday, Yay. released in March 1983. So perhaps it's the ultimate 12-inch single because that's the way it was intended. Unlike most 12-inch singles that we've talked about that were extended remixes of their 7-inch counterparts or dance remixes, Blue Monday came fully formed with nature intending for it to be heard in its seven and a half minutes of glory. It didn't even get a 7-inch edit until a couple of years later with a Pressing from what country? The Netherlands. No, it was actually Poland. Bastard. I know. I had to throw a curveball. All right, so what started as a track that was designed to allow the band to come out for an encore by just pushing a button, it took on a life of its own. It catapulted the band to the forefront of the burgeoning synth-pop scene, finally allowing them to shake off the ghost of Ian Curtis and give New Order a musical identity outside of Joy Division. It was a precursor to what lied ahead on the classic Power, Corruption, and Lies album, that was to be released a couple of months later, and future singles like The Perfect Kiss and Shell Shock. It was the moment where exciting new life was breathed into what, at its core essentially, was disco music. It was a glimpse into a future where kids raised on punk rock and art rock could create something that could sound cutting edge and fill a dance floor at the same time.
So I ask you again, how could number one be anything else but New Order's Blue Monday? I completely accept that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Thank you. You know what? Your guys' acceptance means a lot to me. Well, good. Well, I mean, I collected. I mean, what did I talk about before you even got your number one? Blue Monday. Yes, there you, you did. Go. So, Claire Blunt. I was just talking today to one of my coworkers about Joy Division and New Order, because a lot of the young people, they don't know this music, and they would say, well, listen to this, and then listen to this, and then they come back, I love the, you know, um, Unknown Pleasures. Saturday morning, honestly, I woke up, it was early, and I kind of was still in a fog. I put on that album and just laid in bed, and I absorbed it. And uh, it's one of the, if you have the vinyl, it's one of the greatest albums, I believe, out there. I would concur. The problem is you got to get up out of bed and flip it over. Well, I did it on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. So I didn't have to flip anything over. <laughs> Except yourself. I <laughs> Barely even that. Like I said, I got up and was like, oh, what am I going to do now? Joy Division. Uh, yeah. Unknown Pleasures. Records great idea. over all the time. It's good exercise. It's yeah. good for the soul. Yeah. I went to the gym after that, though, and I did leg day. Okay. Cool. So That's almost equivalent. Almost. To flipping over a record. You guys have any honorable mentions? You know, like I said, I'm not a big crazy fan of these 12-inch singles or the remixes. Um, I just know a lot of them that I never want to hear again, like Falco, uh, Rock Me Amadeus. Um, so, and then, like I said, a lot of times... These remixes, it's just a lot of fluff that doesn't need to be in there. And so I'm just happy with the five that I picked. My honorable mentions were Book of Love, I Touch Roses, uh, B-Movie Nowhere Girl, but I picked that a few weeks ago, so I laid off of it, and Grandmaster Flash, The Message. You know, all three of those I knew you had something to do with this week for some reason. For sure, Nowhere Girl. Uh... I got eight of them, so I'm going to go through them real quick. Uh, Public Image, Don't Ask Me, uh, which also has rules and regulations. And on the flip side, Warrior. Uh, Depeche Mode, It's a Heart Extended. Uh, It's a Heart. uh, It's called a Heart and Fly on the Windshield, both extended versions over seven minutes long. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, Bed Bugs and Ballyhoo. Uh, Also flip side, Over You and New Direction, uh, Gary Newman, our friends electric. I'm surprised one of you guys didn't pick that one. Uh, Berlin, Sex I Am, to do with the 12-inch out of Netherlands, released in 1982. Girls on Film, Night Version, also out of the Netherlands in 1981. Mother's Talk, also Tears for Fears in Netherlands. And my final one is Public Image, This Is Not a Love Song, and that was uh, a 12-inch out of Spain. Well, why don't we run down our list of our top five? When are you go first? Was I supposed to have that ready by now? No. Okay. We can I, edit oh, this out. Yeah. Okay, so my, my top five is Roxy Music, Take a Chance with Me. My number four, Pet Shop Boys Opportunities. My number three, Midnight Oil, The Dead Heart. My number two, The Human League, Love Action, I Believe in Love. And my number one this week, top five, 12-inch singles, Brian Ferry, Slave to Love. All right, in my top five, 12-inch single remixes. At number five, ABC, Look of Love. At number four, Duran Duran, A View to a Kill. At number three, The Verve with Bittersweet Symphony. At number two, Sisters of Mercy, Temple of Love. Love that song. And at number one, Yazoo or Yaz, Don't Go, The Reconstructed Remix. Yes. All right, in my top five, number five, The The, 
Uncertain Smile. Number four, Duran Duran, The Reflex, Flex, Flex. Number three, John Fox, Endlessly. Number two, Annie, The Greatest Hit. And number one, New Order, Blue Monday. Awesome. I do feel better that you picked New Order. Oh, so did I. Yeah. I, we dodged I a bullet. Good you know about what I mean? Too. Feel pretty you know, good about that. It's kind of like your girlfriend was late, and then she goes, it started. You're like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. the way I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was, I kind of felt so, that you were going to pick new order or wife. You could be late too. So, so okay, so avoiding a pregnancy scare is mm-hmm. akin to having new order show up on the countdown at the last minute. Well, what I'm saying is, it's that same feeling, the same, you know, that, mm-hmm. that somebody yeah. picked that new order song because I wanted to do it, but I mean, I and I do listen to that remix a lot i don't know if it's the same exact one because there's you know the nighttime remix the east west remix the uh yellow sun remix the no, no, asian you know OG, so it's like whatever so oh this was no this was no remix just the original version but just the original version so i do listen to new order a lot um but uh i don't know why i just didn't make my list this week maybe that would have been number six well if i hadn't picked it i promise that i will not hit you up for child support <laughs> all right <laughs> Well, let's hit that randomizer, see what we're talking about next week. Well, do we need to hit the randomizer? Yes. Have Have we decided upon something? Well, we, but see, we pretend with the oh, listeners. Oh, we're going to pretend. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you hit the wow. randomizer and then wow. we go, oh, wow, look, hey. Okay, well. Oh, we're supposed to act surprised now? Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, we talked gosh, about guys. it earlier. We're going to talk about love songs next week. Love. Uh, yeah. what, what, what a surprise. The randomizer for <laughs> Valentine's Week has randomly chosen the top five classic alternative love songs. And, of course, this is going to be after. Now, I always call it St. Valentine's Day. I don't know who took out the saint. And that's one of the things that upsets me. Like you have the St. Valentine's Day massacre. But then somebody somewhere, probably some marketing scumbag who didn't, they wanted to save money instead of putting, you know, printing ST period or St. Valentine's Day. They took that out. So it became Valentine's Day. And I don't know where the saint went. But anyways, it'll be after St. Valentine's Day. People will still be paying for St. Valentine's Day. So we can still talk about love songs. See, you're like Linus rallying against the commercialism of Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like Bill yeah. Hicks talking about marketers kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, and they were saying like the average uh, Valentine's Day weekend for married couples spend like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't hear this. Okay, all right. Yeah, the one guy's like, yeah, I've been married like thirty-five years. Man, if I would have been spending that kind of money every year. Man, how much money would I have now? And I've been, you know, okay. It's a nice day, but I think every day should be St. Valentine's Day. You should tell everybody how much, especially now with this COVID and Bueno, yeah. you know better than anybody. Yeah. Um, I had Spread just found love, out, man. Yeah. Well, I well, I wanted to say one thing, and I don't know, we can maybe cut this out. I don't know if it gets too heavy, but I had just found out that. Uh, do you guys remember Brian Allen from Mix ninety six nine here in Phoenix? He was a DJ, afternoon no. DJ. Like kind of vaguely, but yeah, what's happened? Yeah, that's going on? now that is somebody who I know who has passed away from COVID nineteen. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry, Greg. And I had found out about it. I had found out about it uh, when we were at like number two because somebody had texted me and I looked down and I was like, oh, oh crap. so this is new new info. Yes. Oh man. No. So everybody 
this is the deal. Not that I was, uh, you know, Brian and I, we talked on social media, but like we were competitors and we still got along great. Brian was one of the greatest, most giving, happiest people that you would ever know. So every day needs to be St. Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. You need to tell people who you love, that you love them and how much they mean to you because tomorrow's not guaranteed. And we have a lot of time and a lot of fun right here on the Only Three Lads podcast hanging out with you. That's why it's so special. I'm speaking for me. I think that, Brett, I know you guys would agree. When you guys show your love by listening to this podcast, we appreciate it. And we love talking about this music with you. And I hope that you love talking about this music with us. Oh, for sure. You know, and we send our love and prayers to his family and stuff. I mean, that's just a really hard thing to deal with right now. That's everybody. You know, it's like there's a lot of people out there who know somebody or know somebody. Mm -hmm. It's like that six degrees of separation. Yeah. Everybody, if you ask around, you know somebody who probably has been affected by either a loved one's death a, a, a loves a loved one's death or by their own death yep. I, I know about six people right now that either had it or they've had uh, people that they've lost yeah from it so you know what people think this thing is fake i mean you know whatever you guys think you know just believe in in what you want to do in life and be happy keep loving everybody be safe and just uh, send love every day. This is the week of love. Keep it going. Quit the hate and be bueno. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.